everybody. Welcome to the 84th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And uh, just a reminder, please check out our Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our private Discord and livecast and uh, early access to MathCore Index Fest 2022 footage. And speaking of which, this is our first podcast since the fest. I recently went out to Chicago and enjoyed uh, two days of music with some of our our very nearest and dearest. So first of all, I just want to thank you to everybody who came out to that. Uh, I want to say I'm sorry to everybody that... uh I, I could not make it. Uh, I had COVID, and uh, Christian was able to go, and that's awesome. I actually, dude, believe it or not, I'm pretty sure I got COVID from the Heavy Heavy Lolo show a few days before, and I got to tell you what, worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <we laughs> so saw, fucking worth it, dude. We saw Heavy Heavy Lolo and Duck Duck Goose. That's right. They were fucking incredible. Robbie is such a nice fucking dude. That whole show was amazing, uh, and if anybody followed the the stories with Heavy Heavy Lolo and Duck Duck Goose, I mean, that tour was phenomenal. Everybody was so ready for this whole fucking tour. Yeah, as a California native, I, I really, really was deeply excited for this. They're just such an important and influential band in my circle of, of friends, especially. Yeah. Like, Two legit MySpace throwbacks, and they would just fill venues every night, so shout out. Uh, to those guys and this, their stage presence is just as good as it's, as it's always been like the they were ready they i mean I, I feel like they were ready for it they know they know that everybody Man. wanted them so yeah, yeah they really did like the guitarist of heavy heavy lolo especially is just i gotta say a goddamn joy to observe he's so fun to watch play you know but i i the whole night i'm squeezing everybody i'm touching everybody i'm smoking joints with everybody I get COVID. I did COVID. Do. Don't get I mean, Christian didn't get COVID at all, and then he comes back from Chicago that week, and then a week later, then Christian gets COVID randomly, and just like what the fuck? Yeah, I got COVID on a completely unrelated matter. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that we're not doctors, and I'm very confused <laughs> on how it works. Unfortunately, I did not beat the COVID allegations. Yep. Yeah, this is our first. Uh, both. This was our first time for both yeah, of us. Triple vaccinated COVID. and everything. You know, yeah, and yeah. still fucking. Still, still a breakthrough case. This this newer variant was, I mean, it was, it was pretty mild for me, but yeah, um, I fucking got it. God damn it. It's, like, it's kind of getting, this disease is kind of getting kind of like a retro thing going on here. It's like, ooh, <laughs> you got COVID now? Like, ooh, no, I, don't, I'm retro. I don't know about that, but I think it's still it's still quite current. It's still quite uh, contemporary. It is. Right. It's it a is. contemporary it's concern. Yeah. Yeah. Contemporary concern. That sounds like a... Uh, <laughs> It sounds like an indie rock That's just like me saying retro. It's like... <laughs> you got my wheels spinning now. Yep. All right. New ideas for my, my post-rock band. So, first of all, this thank you so much to all the attendees. And it was fucking great to see all the bands and meet everybody in person. And uh, especially to, to meet all the, the DTR homies. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I got to complete my emo pilgrimage to the American Football House as well. Fucking bastard. That Honestly... Not even that was the, that was worth the whole trip. <laughs> not being at the fest with you was not even like the downfall. I was just like, I don't get to fucking see the house. Also, I didn't get to eat all the Chicago style dogs. I I saw you oh, where yeah. you went. I saw where you went. At Chicago I, dogs, Portillos. Yeah, Portillos. I know. I saw where you went. I was gonna go there. Yeah, I gotta say, I I'm a fan of the Chicago dog. I I held the tomatoes. If you didn't notice from my feed, but it's all about the pepper in there too. The, the pickled pepper, man. It's yeah, like pepper and chili, the poppy whatever. seed bun too. It's there's a little bit of everything. There's a little bit of relish, you know. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the radioactive 
active green relish is not terrible, surprisingly. No, 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 no. It's just a pickle chopped up. You got to remember that. You <laughs> right. know, that's all that it is, really. But there's food coloring in it, though. There, well, the one that they use, yes, yes, definitely. It's like it's like yellow mustard. It's like there's a little yellow five in there sometimes. You don't need the yellow five. That's why you go to Dijon. You know. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm a hot dog aficionado or anything, but I definitely enjoy like Nathan's and I don't know. It, it was good. I gotta say, I gotta, I gotta hand it to Chicago. The 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 hot dogs were good. The pizza was not. I am not a fan of deep dish and having. Oh, but, but I feel vindicated having he, Chicago deep dish in Chicago and not liking it. Chicago people, anybody listening to me or us in general, um, it's not uh, about the deep dish. It's about the pub style. Do you know about the pub style? I, I, I'm sadly a big. It's basically no. just a thin crust pizza, and there it's known as a Chicago a pub style. Hmm. Look into it. You would fall in love. So you just went for the wrong kind of pizza there. I, I went for the most famous it's touristy. It's a fucking casserole. That's what fucking goddamn deep dish is. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like terrible. It was just real wet. It was real wet. Yeah, pizza. I've got no time for that. I got no time real. for that. Nope. Nope. Oh god, I hate that. But yeah, that makes sense. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it, it was a little wet. Sorry for the ASMR. That was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I had my Chicago dog. Had my pizza. I did the riverboat tour. Flipped off the Trump Tower. Naturally, you had to do that. Always. Um, emo pilgrimage to Urbana, which was Urbana. I gotta say, Champaign County is just fucking beautiful, man. Like all the cornfields. It's Midwest as fuck. Truly. Yep. Quintessentially Midwest. You want some cornfields? It's on there. <laughs> the whole time I was there, my uh, my older friend from Chicago, Craig, was just like texting me, like, "Oh, uh, when I was your age, I blah 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 about every landmark." <laughs> yeah, you would see Craig. It. Yeah. Craig. Shout out, dude. <laughs> Isn't that great? Shout out, Craig. You're not Shout listening, but we love you, Uncle. Good old Uncle Craig. <laughs> He's not actually any relation, but anyway, yeah, fucking, it, it was sick though. I, I, I had a lot of fun. Also, I gotta say, making the the flyers for the fest too, just like coming up with various things that I enjoyed, visual media to like integrate into the flyer, all the Akira ones and the Tarantino ones. I wish ones. every one of those would have been printed physically <laughs> to put them into a book. It's so good, dude. Thank you, yep. thank you. I, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like my my camera roll right now is just like absolutely filled with with that. I also deleted, speaking of which, I deleted 1,400 pictures of weed off my camera roll the other day. Shout out. Can you believe that? Everything from Sisu just stacked up still. Like, And I, I still kept pictures of, like, the farms and shit. I just deleted pictures of, like, weed, you know, weeds in, like, in bags and, like, hash and shit. Oh, my God. Stuff that I should so not have on my camera roll. Ridiculous, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, 1,400 pictures of that. Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I went. I went ham on the old camera roll. Just had to get rid of all that fucking nonsense. That's ridiculous, dude. But yeah, Chicago was great. Um, <laughs> do I still hate the Midwest? Yes, absolutely. I'm, you don't need, you don't need to live there. You don't I'm, need to live there. I'm, I'm traumatized by it. Yeah. So the, the fest footage will be up online soon. You can look forward to seeing that on our YouTube channel. And if you are a supporter of our Patreon, you'll be able to fucking watch that shit early, dog. Mm-hmm. So throw us a couple bucks and, and check it out. You know what's good. So, Levi, you want to talk about some bands now? Christian. I think we bullshit I would enough. love to talk about some bands. <laughs> yeah, so we're, like, really behind in our programming here. We're, like, fucking... We were. We should have recorded this, like, six weeks ago. I think our last podcast was scheduled for the end of June. We are delayed on a few days, possibly. But, once again, fest, COVID, and then COVID, mm-hmm. and then busyness. Yep. Here we are. Life. Life just happening. Yep. But with that, let the, let's, uh, let's get this started. Mm-hmm. So the first band we're going to talk about is The Wind in the Trees. Oh, girl! 
And The Wind in the Trees are a mathcore trio from Baltimore, Maryland, featuring David Gill of the Heads or Zeros, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, more recently, they've brought in Matthew Tillett of Noise Says in Wormhole on live drums, who's a fucking ripper as well. Yep. If you don't already know, you know now. And it's uh, it's been three years since the, the release of their uh, their full-length album, their debut full-length, that is, A Gift of Bricks from the Sky, which was one of our favorite albums of 2019, or at least one of mine. Yours, yep. They had, they had a two-year gap, but they did release this year a really killer split with Thin, and now they're back with their second LP, Architects of Light, which they released on July 15th via 12-gauge records. Amazing time timed out here. Like I, I feel like there was no uh, wasted uh, energy here. Uh, they, they dropped that split, had a two- or three-month gap there, and then teasing this album and dropped it. Uh, yeah, really nicely timed. Yeah, truly. I think that was I think that was it was timely of them for sure to get this out after the split. Keep up the energy, you yeah. Know? Yep, absolutely. Keep, keep the momentum going mm-hmm. because a gift of bricks from the sky was just so fucking good, man. Like the the material on that album, especially on Hellbound, like that almost Danza Psyopis kind of crossover mm. swarm mm. of bees guitar work style, which is what they're I think is oh, like their main. Gonna... Yeah, it's like the main sort of feature that really stands out to me on this. This release, exactly, and just in general, David really just has such a distinct voice on guitar, doesn't he? Oh, dude. Um, So, is David from? um, Do you know where David is from? The the guitarist, like any past project? Yeah, the Heads or Zeros, American Motherhood. So, um, anybody out there um, that listens to Heads or Zeros still, or have not, just go back. Like you can tell, David is the guitarist, um, and is the tone that he uses with his. The, that and everything thick, that thick thickness guitar, yeah. yeah dude um there's a lot of like and, really heavily uh, like effect process guitars on this release and and please david if you are listening i mean this in the nicest way because i fucking love the heather zeros and when i listen to this this album specifically uh it just comes through and it's just that thickness and i'm like oh where is this what is this feels comfortable this is like something <laughs> like I know. So I think I can explain that, and that is that David plays exclusively on baritone range guitars. Thank you, Christian. I'm not. Uh, I'm not aware of this uh, whole thing. Yeah. So I think that provides a little extra low end, despite the fact that he doesn't. I think they don't have a, a live bassist. Uh, I don't even think he like backlines any no, sort it's of. No, definitely like, a three piece. Right. He just. I think having the baritone and then maybe a signal splitter. Fuck. He explained this to me just the other day, and I forgot what he said already. But. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it like, that's such a defining feature of of what the of what the wind in the trees is, and on this release, it's just really been like super refined. Uh, I feel like they up their the just if I would describe them as like a chaotic like grind slash screamo kind of thing, it's just <laughs> amplified and just more just proven in this release. Like holy fuck, man! Like I, I um, it's I really groove oriented too. They're really like there's yes, I thank you. As much as there's like a big grindcore influence behind what they do, mm-hmm. there's like a really like evil and like groove oriented kind of thing to their their sound. I will. I'm not trying to um, say that it's the same thing, but Heads of Zeros also had that fucking groove in there. It's a real points. similar sound. You Let's know what I'm real. saying? I mean, like, it's, the, yeah, you can tell it's, it's David on guitar. That's what. That, that, that's it, <laughs> David. 
I see you. I'm not saying. I that, see you, David. And we're not saying that you're repeating yourself either. No, it's just, it's I, just I know it's you, and that, which is amazing. Yeah, how, how, dude? Out of that's all, a signature. Like, to like to hear a vocalist and know that's the vocalist. To hear a guitarist and know that's the guitarist. Like fuck, man. Like take that. That's what that's we call amazing. That's what we call like definitive uh, idiosyncrasy. Yep, like yep. he is such an idiosyncratic, idiosyncratic artist that his music is immediately recognizable for sure. And that's not to like understate the performance of the other musicians on this record. The drumming is really quite com- yeah. competent. Like the the blasting is just fucking pretty relentless. Like there's a lot of a lot of grind oriented sequences on this release. Chaotic grind, man. Fuck with some screamo going on, man. It's it, it, it's crazy. It, I, I really really um, enjoyed this release. Uh, it's one of the best releases of the year so far. I was not expecting this. I thought the split was going to be all we were going to get, and I love it. It's great. What are you what are you favoring on tracks? Oh man. Uh that was hard. I have a, a lot of fucking thoughts on a lot of these tracks honestly. Like it's like the reason it's so hard to pick a track is because every track is just filled to the brim with so many good fucking riffs. Like the sheer amount of yes. riffs on this album will make your head spin. Like mm-hmm. they're just there's so many moments where like I wish I thought of that. Another thing I appreciate about this band is their willingness to kind of just avoid straight blasting through every song. But there's like so much fucking groove and then some sparing use of the breakdown that yep. it really creates like the breathing room this LP needs to like be more memorable, you know, and create like more restrained moments like on Serpent Bearer, which is basically just like one you know, groove for its duration. But that song like really sticks with you in terms of like my favorite track. Serpent Bearer was one of them for sure. Dude. Most of these tracks stick with me. Um, uh, Dying in Light Years was really fucking awesome, man. Uh, uh, Parasitic Dawn, uh, just the fucking yeah, Parasitic ripping Dawn. sick. Dude, it, it, yeah, it was awesome, man. Uh, lyrically, I would say this album is top-notch. Uh, every track is... I mean, lyrical content is amazing, uh, but I'm going to go back and say uh, lyrically, uh, Dying in Light Years my favorite as well so i would say favorite track and also favorite lyrical track is dying in light years yeah dying in light years has got to be one of the more strong stronger and more memorable tr- songs in the track list. <laughs> one of the stronger and more memorable songs in the track list yeah just yep. I, I love the chromatically descending riffs which really just like give it that swarm of insects feel you know what i'm saying word dude 14 tracks this album is how yeah. crazy is that and every every song is just fucking is super solid too mm-hmm. One other thing I really enjoy, just back to the whole guitar thing, is that the the glitch elements are so fucking are so well executed here too. You don't hear very many bands integrating that, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like there's there's I think oh so the other thing that I just remembered about why their sound is so unique is that David also uses alternate tuning. So essentially, he avoids what's called like the power chord shape. I think he like doubles to the tuning of two adjacent strings by like one octave so okay you don't have like he doesn't make the traditional kind of power chord shape like ever so i think the result is is something that sounds more unique you know well obviously we just like talked about this whole thing it's just like so distinct we know it's fucking david right yeah so, there we go kudos david oh one small critique of this record i have it was that I feel like the closing track doesn't really provide the catharsis that I was seeking. It's kind of just, it's sort of, I mean, it's a good song, but it doesn't feel like the end of the album to me. No, no, no. Um, in that, I feel like there was just, uh, yeah, there was no like um, theme going on here. Almost uh, just seems like it's just like a start to finish, just uh, some ripper tracks, you know? There was, no, there was an underlying 
lyrical theme as well about um, oh the lyrical yes but yeah. i mean like uh just uh yeah it just um it didn't there's no intro outro you know that kind of thing and i just didn't feel like uh yeah just like you just um it, I, it went, at the ending track it just you know naturally when you listen on spotify it just goes to the next of something else and it's like oh oh the okay. album's over that, that right. was done oh all right sounds good <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no like, oh, this album is over moment. Like, exactly. It's just it's another just kind of like whirlwind. So it doesn't really feel like that's a five percent critique. Let's let's say that, guys. Yeah, like, it's that, such that, a, that's a little like me. It's yeah. That's I mean, it's that's not champagne really... problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the, the material on this album is so fucking good. Let's be real. Like this is one of the best. This is dude. Of the year. Yo, grindy screamo. Just anything. Whatever you want to fucking name this shit, man. Three piece amazing you know, was not expecting grind. this shit man huh? or math math grind i think would be the most appropriate descriptor you son of a bitch <laughs> yeah but uh so we're gonna go ahead and play for you parasitic dawn i think right or sick no parasitic dawn please yeah cool. i mean it's either that or it's it's dying early, in light years parasitic dawn early in the album it'll let you know what's going on if you don't like it don't listen to the rest of the album yeah the, the stuttering the stuttering <laughs> finish on that one is just a real deal sealer so yeah We're going to go ahead and play for you Parasitic Dawn, which is track three from Architects of Light, which is The Wind in the Trees' new album that came out on July 15th via 12 Gauge Records. Here we go. So that was Parasitic Dawn, which is track three from The Wind in the Trees' new album, Architects of Light, which came out on July 15th. So next, we're going to talk about Tulip. <gasps> Tulip are a synth grind outfit from Minneapolis. We spoke about their, their 2019 self-titled EP. And uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. A mix of synthy grindcore kind of experimental grind but I, I think what really kind of sets them apart from the other bands doing this style is the vocals though absolutely they, they really just have that like that low vocal that comes in that's kind of like dead in the dirt you know absolutely or um skatyish kind of in a way sumac. but not yeah sumac yeah um good call sumac uh yeah it's 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 fucking top notch grind though holy fucking shit yeah man. this shit is so good but and so underrated too it is it really is um i know i know you guys include a lyric sheet in the cd uh purchase which you all should probably go grab 
Um, but uh, I definitely like just looking at Spotify. I would have loved to like read read the lyrics here because uh, I really enjoyed this full album from start to finish. Uh, but with most grind albums, I mean. It is what it is. Fucking it's short, start to finish yeah. is rippers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there, that, with tulip, shorter usually, you know? shorter. But with with tulip, you are getting that. I would I would uh, say synth is that added a uh, touch. It's that really synth driven. Yes. It's, it's such like a three one G sounding project. Absolutely. As much as they're like grindcore and like also more lately death metal, I want to say they really. It, it sounds so much like the Locust fundamentally that it, this could be on three one G. Something about grindy synth where there's just more than one person, I accept more. I don't know what it is. Just like okay. Like and Albatross that. would be my other point of reference mm-hmm, here too. Mm-hmm. On that like synthy grind tip. Good call, bud. But those are like such unavoidable just base references for the genre, I think, too, you know. Yeah, I mean like I wouldn't say it's like as like dancey like sassy as like an albatross right um, I, don't, I don't think that they owe like a, you know, no. a huge amount to their sound like again they have like this death metal crossover thing going too and like those Dude. low the locust never did lows you no know. there's a lot of fucking grind going on here um i would say my favorite tracks were uh the perpetually cir- uh, circling the drain um as well uh what we call a uh, consolation yeah track that one was... is a fucking that's a that's a really strong opener for sure mm-hmm. the catchy main motif and those just like wild ass synth leads mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i with, with, with tulip here um it is what it is uh other than that I, I don't have too much to say man but uh fuck this this is a great release i mean i would call it as an ep right no it's an lp for is sure it an LP? Yeah. is it really yeah. is it the one here's the one that is not an ep because we're covering a few eps here today i think it's at least nine tracks and like 25 minutes or something so i would classify it as an lp but shit you're right all right tulip sorry correction full length <coughs> we're gonna call that a full length for sure yeah but the the instrumentation is is really like a synth heavy mix of grindcore kind of like mathcore and some like slight death metal influences but Again, just a. I think what really sets them apart is that like three of the members are contributing vocals on this release. So <laughs> you can we tell. get like a sassier high register vocal to like more of a mid range shout to like the full on like fucking death growl that reminds me again of, of Blake or Aaron Turner. And yet the synth, as mentioned previously, that that's like more the prominent characteristic of this release. Like it's really like in super high in the mix in every song. Word. Yeah, uh, perpetually cir- circling the drain. I would cite that as one of my favorites. Creature, not a bug. I think that that first of all, I- incredible music video. But I think that the fact that they just allow the uh, that instrumental outro to repeat just kind of like makes that one a bit more memorable for me. Word. You know, I didn't see the video. I need to go check that. Oh man, it's it'll definitely sell you on this if you have not watched the video yet for uh, Creature, not a bug. Go watch that. They premiered it through Toilet of Hell, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the track, though. (laughs) Let's do it. So we're going to play for you Creature Not a Bug by Tulip, and that's off their new album Derangement Exquisite Tenderness, which came out on July 15th. Here we go.
Hmm? The shirts and skins? Shirts and skins? Hmm? Shirts and skins? Is that what it's going to be? <laughs> so that was Creature Not a Bug, which is track four from Tulip's new album, Derangement Exquisite Tenderness, which came out back in July. Fuck with it. That fucking release is so goddamn good. Something about that name Tulip, too, and it being so brutal. Some, sometimes just like, hmm. I like that. And they're just so criminally fucking underrated, too. Like, I, I'm sad to see that they're not getting more exposure, because their sound is, is really good. Shout out to the Midwest. Minneapolis. So now we're going to give you some news and new releases for the month of July. It's about time. So the news first, because I haven't done, I haven't really actually written anything down for the new releases. Uh, <laughs> members of Botch have reportedly got together recently for a music video shoot, and uh, of some sort that is. And although some of the members, especially Brian Cook, have previously denied any reunion or any possibility of a reunion, uh, Cook himself shared a photo of his rig next to what was clearly Knudsen's rig and what appears to be Tim Laytona's uh, drum kit. So it seems. Unless they're just like trying to generate content for a vinyl reissue, I think we've got a botch reunion on our hands. Here. What is it? Music? Something? What? what what's the fucking? Uh, Two minutes to late night. Just what's been teasing us about the the the, the release or just like a re uh, like a repress or whatever of botch? Oh, Sergeant House. The Sergeant record. House, yeah, yeah, yeah. not Music House. Sergeant House. Sergeant House. But fucking but this really started time. this whole goddamn fucking fiasco well, here of I, us teasing I, us. I put gasoline on the fire because I, I shared it. I like I know, really I got people hyped up, and I think that that the band was probably like, "Whoops, maybe we teased a little too hard." And put then, up or shut up, you sons of bitches. Yeah, I really hope that it's a reunion and not just a fucking vinyl reissue because that would be kind of like a crock of shit, honestly. Especially this long. Just come put on. it out. Like literally, we're frothing at the mouth. People are champing at the bit. There. Like, what do you, what do you need? Do you need the fucking, the, the fucking bat signal, Brian? Let's go, dog. Let's what do you want? Yeah. I'm glad we got anyway, that out. Yeah. So ho- hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we're getting a botch reunion. I, I didn't see the fucking band live, so I, I would really appreciate to see like one of the most seminal bands in the genre. One of my favorite bands in the genre, no less. Minus the bears and going on anymore. Yeah, minus the bears. It's like there's, fucking, there's literally let's go. no let's reason. Go. So in other news, uh, Jordan Goose and Steve, former members of Every Time I Die, are demoing new material. Uh, Saw that without Andy, but although his involvement is still implied, it just kind of bugs the shit out of me that they're gonna keep making like Every Time I Die music without Keith. It, that well, just sucks to me. Yo, of course they're gonna. It's gonna sound like Jordan because Jordan writes it's the never riffs. Gonna, it's but, never gonna work. It's never gonna work. I'm, I'm still butthurt. I gotta, I gotta be honest with you folks, I'm butthurt. It's never gonna work. If there's no buckers, I'm, I'm bouncing. Buckers are bust. There's something about this. It's kind of like, um, I mean, I know that... Big bucks for buckers! Yeah. Never mind. I'm not gonna get into it more. I, I'm not gonna get into it more, but I, like, bands have tried this before. Don't let me postulate. Please talk. It does not work. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not dropping any names. I'm, I'm not, no, no, I'm not doing anything. No, no, no. That's it. But anyways. I mean, Just, it's not gonna so work. You, you don't ha- you don't think it's gonna? No, there's, dude. There's people who are still like very people who are like kind of chastising me or like 
criticizing me for showing support for Keith Buckley, sort of, you know? Mar Marketing-wise... It's weird, there's, like, there's different camps. Marketing-wise, everybody can do whatever they want, but it's never it's 50% of what you got with with Every Time I Die. It doesn't matter if Keith does something or if the other guys do something. It doesn't matter. It's not what it was, and just doesn't... I mean, what we're talking about is something that's dead, you know? So... Something else is some some other some band is starting, guys. Like basically, that's how we. Should, I'm, I'll we listen should start to it, it you know? but in no, protest. I'll listen to it too. But I'm not going to protest. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what it is. It all started. It all started with Jordan marrying that fucking Trumpster in like 2012. I'm just going to say it. Got a little difficult after that, for sure. Dude, that's where it started, Doug. She's. I'm going to blame it on a woman. <laughs> Guy from the Red Court is a cop. Misogyny things are, more, things are more fucked up in the world here. Oh right? god! Like, I'm just like, yeah, we don't. We don't. Fucking, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just like. There's some fucked up things in the hardcore yeah, world. Like, well, like, it's it's it. crazy to see. That being said, that Lamb Goat just like in metal injection and metal sucks. Everyone's just like, yay, the Red Court, and everyone's just very politely sidestepping the the, the cop thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But Christian and I are full. <laughs> believers and uh, non-bootlickers. Uh, so, yeah. It's, he, uh, dude, he went, especially since, like, the photo with him and Donald Trump, if that didn't exist, it, psychologically, I respect him so much, you know, art, and artistically, like, just growing up, loving that band, it's really hard for me to, like, step away from that. But, yeah, it's just fucking... It taints my enjoyment of the band. I literally cannot listen to the band without having that thought in the back of my head. Yeah. And for some people, they can they can avoid that, you know. Some people don't, obviously don't have an issue with it, mm -hmm. um, especially since we live in a fucking police state anyway. So there's so many, uh, you know, fascists, <laughs> children of fascists, that they're, uh, they're they're totally okay with with listening to cop bands. But yeah, I can't really I can't really get past it. And sadly, that's like that's the kind of thing with uh, with Danza too. Danza, if they ever reformed, it would not be the same because Jesse is is a fucking cop. Yep. And I can't like. I can't like enjoy their music anymore. Really, I, I don't go back and listen to their albums at all. Honestly, that's rough. As much as I love Danza One and Two and N Three to a certain extent, but uh, anyway, we're getting we're getting carried away. Not big fans of the Police. So yeah, uh, that's a bummer about every time I die band that's not every time I die making new music that's gonna sound like every time I die without Keith <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, I want to support them any, anyway as much as it sort of just bugs me on like a base fucking level because I feel like maybe they weren't like as supportive of Keith's sobriety as they could have been but whatever who knows maybe maybe Keith is just a complete fucking megalomaniac and I have no idea you know that's a very real possibility isn't it I guess we haven't been in a band with I'm him the, for, for like 14 years, 15 yeah. years. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> right, totally. We don't have like resentment piled super high. <laughs> oh, Otis. I'm not going to say that on the podcast, but probably. Oh, shit. Yeah. Maybe. Otis, we hear you. Yep. <laughs> Possibly. We got somebody in the chat that's dropping some sense here, so it's all good. But yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, diagnose anybody. So, um, some other cool news. Feral Lux recently reformed for a reunion show in their home state of Florida. So really hoping that they get back together and play shows again. You know? uh, from what I hear, it was an amazing show. Great response. Fucking. I saw people posting about it online. All the Florida homies were buzzing. So. Yep, yep. Fucking um, uh, Feral Lux. Uh, go back. Check out all the music videos and older shit. Uh, Feral Lux also played Mathcore Index Fest. 2018. Yep. They mm -hmm. did. And they were incredible, too. They did a really great botch cover of St. Matthew's Return to the Womb with Carson Pace of Calista Boys and um, 
Jason of uh, Torrential Downpour and uh, Dead Empires. Mm-hmm. Cool three-way vocal attack there. Yeah, that was sick, man. I'm, I'm fucking stoked to see that they're back, too. Just, like, every song has such a good, like, incredible Catchy. lyrical moment. Yeah. yeah. Just that perfect, like, mathcore post-hardcore blend. So, yeah, Fear Lux are back. They're playing shows again. I, I wonder what uh, how this will affect Possession and uh, El Jesus, respectively. But. El Jesus is on break. El Jesus. Um, El Jesus is on break. And then uh, Possession is um, still kicking ass. I guess they've been gigging, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Some other cool news. Uh, new single from, from Pillar of Wasps, who have just announced their new album, A Collective. Who? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just Pillar kidding. of Wasps, uh, a Texas mathcore band. And they just announced their new album, A Collective Hallucination, which will be dropping via our affiliate label, Dark Trail Records. And I gotta say, I feel like this is America's answer to Frontier. I have not heard anything this unrelenting in a hot second. The video, or the, I guess the, the teaser, has a seizure warning. The music as well should have a seizure warning. That's how fucking relentless it is. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like, And, and I also just love the name because I, I feel like spiritually it's somehow a successor to Inside the Beehive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was a bit of a nod there or a wink wink. It's yeah. good. It's good. Uh, Fall 50 Feet have just announced a new EP, Lonely If You Go, which they're dropping independently August 26th. That could- teaser... Two is fucking amazing, and I'm so excited. I remember the, them telling me about that teaser happening. Like, we're gonna get a tattoo, you know. Vocally, Scooter's gonna get a tattoo, and vo- then vocally <laughs> relentless and so talented. Fall fifty feet, fucking love you guys. Like, who just like? They're taking singing, it to like a more screaming, singing, screaming. Both it's more guys. melodic though. There's more singing. Like, I can already oh, I tell know, because they got the homie's got a good voice, right. fucking as he should. Like, and Scoot's got a good backup uh, sing too. And then of course David is an, an incredible front for the band, mm-hmm. a great, great screamer. Looks like they have another drummer at some point. They've had our sort of a rotating cast, yeah, 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 but yeah. Bobby Crow from Science of the Swarm has recorded the uh, the most recent material. In the video it looks like it's not him though. It looks like somebody else. Oh man, I forget that kid's name but oh, what band are they from i don't remember fuck i met all them, 50 feet i met them at the fest us. and they were super nice but yeah really really good drummer they they play all the parts super fucking well um speaking of which also nick nick coffiner who was the the fill-in uh, uh fill-in guitarist of fall 50 feet was at the show too and really nice to meet them too <laughs> Love it. Love yeah it. just like so many so many homies from the midwest were there it was great um, but yeah, so new Fall 50 Feet coming on August 26th, Lonely If You Go. And you can hear the new single and watch the music video via Brooklyn Vegan. Dr. Acula have just announced their first new album in 10 years, their self-titled album, which is out uh, October 28th via Silent Pendulum. Liking the new vocalist, Rob Accardi. I think that's his name. Yeah. Have you heard it? Yep. Yep. It's solid. It's, it's kind of... Um, it's less wacky. I think they're just they're just going in a more sen- like a serious direction. A little less zany, for yeah, sure. Less zany. For sure. But enjoying it quite a bit. And a lot of people close to us, like in our orbit, have been gigging with them recently. Fall fifty feet and Black mm-hmm. Matter device, and I think maybe even Circuit Circuit gig with them recently too. More the East Coast side there. For sure. End and Cult Leader have just announced a new split, Gather and Mourn, which is out. September 9th via Closed Casket and Death Wish. 
Go listen to that fucking first two tracks. Holy fuck. It's very hard hitting. It's super good. Curiously being released on a 12 inch though. It's like, doesn't that seem a bit excessive and unnecessary to release a four track EP on a 12 inch vinyl? You and I, I are both own labels. Dog. Fucking, you know what's going dog. on. Dog. Yeah, <laughs> you dog. know what's going on. Dog. <laughs> Anti seven inches, like Dog. why can't I release a seven inch or a ten inch? You At thirty three and a half RPM, I, that thirty three and one third or whatever it is, that that could have easily been. If it's seven minutes of material, they could have crammed that onto a seven inch, no problem. But do you know what? On both if sides. If you're taking, here's the thing though. Shit, I just do you know what? I just realized. It's this. just people want twelve inches in their I collection. That's what just made did it. I just realized this. What's the, what's your revelation? This just makes enough sense, other than like the waste of like maybe a little bit more wax. It's a waste of material. Okay, okay, hands all right, like all right, all right, indisputable. Right, but like, how annoying is it to switch over a seven inch? Especially if I do like, even like sit on a couch for a second. You know, mm. like just like like what I'm do you sure think? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, um, but <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, what do you think? Like, like. Like, how hard is that to, like, sit down, put it on, like, one or two tracks, that's it. And then, and then you gotta switch the side. You gotta switch the side. Well, well, that's why seven inches aren't fun. That's so, why I, that's why I personally don't like seven inches. So what I'm saying is... It's a lot of fucking work. It's 12-inch side. The, the one-sided 12-inch, just like the Daughters right. Canada I'm, song. I'm arguing against my own case here. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think it's just also a, a marketing thing. I think that they realize that they're targeting... They're, they're trying to, like, target vinyl collectors, so... Vinyl collectors want 12 inches in their collection, I think. Just. Oh my god, vinyl collectors. If you don't have... If you fucking only have a 12-inch vinyl collection, I fucking don't care what you have. I don't fucking give Even a shit. Even though I don't like 7 inches, no, I no, have quite if a you few. Are, you know if you are limiting your sales and purchases and of albums to just 12 inches, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> Anyways, I love it. <laughs> need to say that Levi, right Levi's a um, an avid seven inch collector. I love ten inches and seven inches. I love picture discs. I love shape weird fucking shaped albums. Fucking give it to me all, like, dude. You, okay, how about this? Um, the Simpsons. All the seasons of the Simpsons. I can't remember what season it was, but there was one like between like I think it was like seven to twelve, where the box set was like this weird like puffy bulgy fucking box set, so it doesn't match the regular box sets of the DVDs. And it's like, why would you fucking do that? But that's the one thing where you would like be like, oh, I don't like to have it because it like sticks up in my like thing. But like with vinyl, it's like get some seven inches, seven seven inches to the side. 12 inches, 10 inches, you know? Just like, I don't understand why people don't want 7 inches and 10 inches in their record collection. And there's a big hate I think it's harder right to organize. I'm, like a, like a, I'm standing on this. Like, you you know? have to like get a little basket or something, you know what I'm saying? You have to have like a little basket in your shelf. Or a fucking to like, shelf. Like, I mean, you know, well, yeah, I got like the IKEA mm-hmm. shelf situation going on, which is perfect for 12 inches. But yeah, when, when it comes to organizing my 7s, it's a bit harder. I went on a rant about this fake enemy about having just a person buying just 12 inches so I hope you don't exist but if you do I you guarantee bitch, some fucking collector you. asshole exists that's just like oh I discovered this fucking this band last month I'm gonna, okay never mind that's a whole nother rant yeah 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 <laughs> see what we're doing here yeah. oh wow we gotta get off this fucking yeah. high horse here like, fucking holy right. shit I need to yeah. not let these people live in my head rent free let's get to the next band to finish up this fucking news thing holy so not shit. really <laughs> not really a math core per se but uh, the Mars Volta have announced a new album out September 16th unfortunately I gotta say I think the new singles are a bit 
sleepy. They're kind of like lackluster. Are you? You're not a fan, are you? Are no, you I. So I haven't heard it, but I've heard it from other people that they're not a fan. You like at the drive-in though. I love at the drive-in. I'm not. I'm not a Mars Volta fan though. Okay. I'm good. Because you don't like. I understand why. Because you don't like Prague. That's it. I'm we good got. Prague. We got to the wow. We got to the fucking heart of the matter. You don't like Prague. I that's, like Rush. But that's the reason that you don't like this shit, though, is because it's fucking it's Prague. I got, I got, I got more. I got, I got too much fucking shit to do, man. Wow. I can't do it. <laughs> I, got, I got no time spent on this shit. That's so funny. Yeah, you don't like Prague. That's the reason why. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't listen to like, like basically like after like Silent Circus, maybe even Alaska. Like I don't listen to Between the Buried and Me. Like I'm good. I'm, I'm fucking good on all that shit. Also more adjacent, if just anything, but Ken Mode have just announced a new album and dropped a couple of new singles as well, and you just basically need to know because it's super fucking good. Ugh, Ken Mode. Yeah. They're, they're incredible. And uh, this is cool, too. Ryle, featuring Sam of Cult Leader on guitar and Vox, have just dropped uh, a new single and music video, which was mixed and mastered by Kurt Ballou at God City. And I gotta say, I'm really impressed with this Cult Leader side project if you will quote unquote Mm -hmm. like Sam really just impressive with the fucking range man like being able to front this band and play guitar and I gotta say it's sounding a bit like Gaza like it's kind of it's kind of Gaza-ish too have you heard this? Gaza-ish yep Yep. I enjoyed it quite a bit so there's two singles out right now that you can hear and uh, the newest one well there's two? yeah there's two damn but they just the most recent one came out a couple weeks ago via Brooklyn Vegan so here's the hoping that they've got a new uh, full-length release behind that one. So there were quite a few new releases that came out in July, so I'm just going to go ahead and plow right through them. Architects of Light, a new album by Wind of the Trees, which we talked about earlier in this episode. Hellfire, the new album by Black Midi. The God-Awful Truth, Under the Pier Split, which came out via our affiliate label, Dark Trail Records. Sincerely, Lita and Alexis, the new album by Jise. Definitely talking about that soon. They Fear Us by Ithaca via Hassel Records. Same thing there. Derangement, Exquisite Tenderness, the new album by Tulip, which we're talking about on this episode. Pethos by Conjurer, which we'll undoubtedly be talking about as well. Totem by Seder, the Atlanta prog band. Ziggurat by Miko. This actually came out on June 29th via Total Dissonance Worship, but that was the last day, the last time we recorded a podcast. So I don't think we talked about it then. The Armed dropped a new live album for Live at the Masonic. Sounding pretty good on those recordings. Plagued Mind, the new album by The 21st Agenda. MVDM, the previously unreleased album by Gospel. Away, the new EP from From Joy. Mostly electronic, but we'll be talking about it later in the episode. So, Mirror Cell, the new solo album by Greg Puciato of the Dillinger Escape Plan, but <laughs> you knew that. God's Country by Chat Pile. Completely off the wall there, but it's such a fucking good album that we're probably going to end up having to talk about it. You need to hear it. Hiss by Wormrot. Kind of the same situation there. Pool Kids the new self-titled album by Pool Kids, Atlanta Emo Math Rock. Delta Sleep fans should definitely turn out for that one. Phantasmal by Cara Nier. Nemesis Cloak by Naraka. Half-Life by Hornbill. 
Speaking of Neon Hiss, or speaking of uh, of Jisei, Volume 5 by Neon Hiss featuring Lita of Jisei. George Soros funded by Intercourse. Great, hilarious uh, EP title there. And a Roman Candle by Funeral Chic. So again, hardly even um, adjacent with that last one, but just wanted to throw it in there because I enjoyed it. And that's it. That's your uh, new releases and news for the month of July. So we're on to three. Yeah. Okay. So the next band we're going to talk about is Artificial Brain. Damn right. And Artificial Brain are a technical death metal outfit from Valley Streams, New York. I think it's basically Long Island. <laughs> I would consider just Long Island, for sure. So they released their debut full-length album, Labyrinth Constellation, back in 2014, which I really, really enjoyed. So fucking good. Still you and I that saw them on that tour. We did. Yep. And wow, they were really fucking good on that tour as well. I remember that vividly. Like the the stage presence of of um, Will Smith, <laughs> his his name is his actual name, Will Smith, was just so fucking good, man. With those laser goggles and just the hand gestures, he was like a, another. He reminded me of the vocalist of Suffocation in that way. If you did not believe they were from Long Island, you wait until you just hear his banter. The banter, and Incredible then you're like, banter. oh shit. This is so real. Top Let's go. Notch banter. Yep. As a matter of fact. So just like an incredible live act. <laughs> we love you, Will Smith. We do. <laughs> we really, really do. Will Smith is also in another band called Buckshot Facelift. Yes. Yes. As well. Amazing name. Great. Yep. <laughs> incredible name. Yep. But curiously enough, this is actually this album marks Will's departure from the band. He is he's leaving this album. And strangely enough, they chose to call this their self titled album. So it's just like we're calling this our defining sound and then our original vocalist is leaving is, is a bit of a sort of a weird juxtaposition there I texted Christian this these motherfuckers did the whole bad company they did <laughs> the, the track bad company off the album bad company by the band by the band bad company and it's like <laughs> you goddamn sons of bitches they so, knew what they were doing um, uh, another band recently on closed casket activities did this God's Hate which was the same thing. God's Hate, track God's Hate, off the album God's Hate. Love it. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm all about it. But like after this... The difference like, is, is that shit sucks. I agree. Uh, I would say that after this, like we need to cool it on the whole like bad company theme. But like I love it. I love like title Matt track. Matt Corey like, Nix is drawing a line in the sand. Stop you, doing the... Stop it. Stop it. Just stop. Please. They're gonna do it now because we said that, Levi. But like, I, I feel they like love antagonizing us. They they love they love doing it. The 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 fucking track. Even part, if it's lovingly, it's still antagonistic. It's still the same fucking thing. But like, <laughs> if you all go listen to the track "Artificial Brain" off that album, "Artificial Brain" by the band "Artificial Brain," it's top notch. It is top notch. Actually, I think it might be the top listen right now on the Spotify. It's uh, the opening track of the album, no yeah, less. Yeah, yeah, but like it, it's. As it should be, like it's a As it's it an amazing be. fucking track, man. Um, it's so good. Um, but uh, I would say that uh, my favorite track would be Celestial, Celestial Cyst, one hundred percent. Wow! Oh my god! The guitar fucking... work on that song is just so earwiggy with the the way they they let those chords ring out, and it's like this wonderful balance between like melodic but also like dissonant at the same time. Absolutely. One main thing I would say about this album that is like the if if the, it's uh, I, I'm trying to sell you on this specific artificial brain album I would say the mix is quite heavier 
Um, I feel sometimes the mix in their uh, earlier albums, like something's missing. Like I can't hear the bass as much or the guitar as much or the vocals. Like, or, but like I feel like this mix is very heavy, well balanced, well balanced, and then the riffs super catchy. The guitar work super is catchy. is incredible. Yes, um, I I. I thought I nodded my head a lot to that first album, but like this one caught me off more. Like I definitely enjoyed it. The Celestial Cyst is where they're at their strongest too. Mm-hmm. It's just by far the most memorable with the main that main motif, which just I can still just hear it in my head right now. Didn't we get a Fantano approval on this album? Yeah, I think Fantano gave it a seven or eight. You wore the shirt and everything. Yeah, yeah. So we got I the mean, yellow flannel. I think on that one. Yeah, yeah, we did. So game on, baby. He he compared the last album. I mean the the album before. He didn't give it as much love but he was like but this one top notch yeah we are, we are certified fantano enjoyers at mathcore right next i support that man's opinion even if i don't always fucking agree and honestly i have like badgered him in like previous years on twitter to like covering more metal and i feel i want to say that i'm responsible for the paradigm shift yeah it's, i'm gonna say it's it's me mostly who caused that I feel that man's just has an opinion. He doesn't fucking make. No, I don't always agree with it. His goddamn fucking opinion. Well, I don't know about like, that. Well, I mean, like it's an opinion. Like everybody, it, everybody subscribes. Like That's up to everybody to subscribe. But to literally, it's just a, it literally just an opinion. So it's like it, that's what I'm saying. It's just an opinion. I just enjoy listening to someone who enjoys music talking about it in an intelligent way, and, and that's what that channel provides. The things with that me. man, he has multiple genre like, like roots. Yeah, you have to expect the versatility out, of somebody, which is amazing. You know? Yeah. Even even though I feel like covering hip hop is gonna be like what's gonna bring you the most hits and therefore the most money on your monetization. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I st- you, you got to respect the fucking hustle. Christian, and I just cover one nerdy subgenre and it's already a fucking lot. I can't imagine what it is to like do what he does. So yeah, and yeah. receive the heat. Ooh. I would I would love to cover cover more music than just math core but i don't know if i necessarily have the time you asked for it motherfuckers we're about to do it <laughs> <laughs> i've been i've been scheming on expanding for a while but yeah it's, it's difficult but yeah n- nonetheless uh just back to this album though celestial cyst for sure I, I think we may have just identified the strongest song there on the album i think so uh i, I really enjoyed tome of the exiled engineers as well that was another big highlight for me <laughs> the Heavy chugging guitar passages on that fucking track really just hit super hard too. Parasite signal I thought was pretty strong too. The it, it's probably the more like classically death metal ish cut on the album, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like in other words, it's just like more like straightforward like compositionally. But that main riff, man, it just goes so fucking hard. I keep getting lost in this album, just how spacey, atmospheric, atmospheric it is. Like just like, yeah. just like whoa, whoa, whoa. It, as, as metal as it yeah. can get, they always take you back to that like mm-hmm. almost melancholic, atmospheric kind of headspace, where it's just like where you're kind of just like you feel like you're floating through space. It's literally perfect space tech death. Like this is like the perfect sci-fi de- tech death band. Every band before them has been like kind of pining at this sound. Mm-hmm. And I feel like them and the faceless have, have like perfectly and warmed maybe too actually on like terms of like just oh, like I'm sci-fi with you. Oh, space. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, warmed. That's yeah, a little warmed. more techie. A little more techie. Yeah. A little more on the techie side. Yeah, I th- yeah. yeah, I feel like artificial brain has more black metal influence than these other aforementioned projects. Yep. And it's not like super black metal-y. It's just more in like the the way they approach some of the sequences that are more like again atmospheric i think that's where like the black metal influence i feel like black metal is just kind of influenced so much heavy music recently 
Another band that we're going to be talking about later on the podcast, Miko especially, I feel like their sound has a lot to owe, um, at, at least in some ways, to like to black metal, you know? Absolutely. This, what we call dark hardcore is kind of, it's kind of like a safe way of saying black and hardcore without offending the purists. I agree. Uh, just one other track I wanted to touch on. The the closing track is very, very strong. Super, oh, yeah. Super ominous. And the way that the synth kind of like swells, that feels climactic. Like that is that is a closing track that let you know, lets you know the album is ending. That's, that's what I appreciate about it. It's like there's a... There's a sense of finality to it, and uh, the way that they they like d- develop the tension and then release it, like it, you know that the album is coming to a close. Absolutely, it's not anticlimactic in any way. Hey, we got Andy in the chat. What's what up? up, Andy? What's up, baby boy? So, um, I think uh, Celestial Sist is the one. Duh. Cool. Duh. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you, Celestial Sist, which is track three from Artificial Brain's new self-titled album which came out on June 3rd via Profound Lore Records. Here we go.
a good podcast. <laughs> podcast. It's a good podcast. <laughs> Rest in peace, John Finkelmore. <laughs> you will be missed. <laughs> Cancelled too soon. Yep, way too soon. No, I hope he... I hope he uh, rehab works for him. Fuck. I really do love him, though. He's he's so fucking funny. That's so crazy. There, it actually says back on the back of the mic. Wow, okay. okay. <laughs> wow, I'm learning things. Levi is not a gearhead. It's almost like I've been doing this podcast for ooh, six, seven years. Five years. Five, 500 years. <laughs> and uh, just uh, years. looking at the back of the pot, uh, of my microphone here, it said back. So there we go. MathCore Index is actually uh, 13 years old. Although I've only been involved since 2012, 2011, no, 2010. Mm. I don't even remember, honestly. 2000, sometimes between 2010 and 2012. Who are you again? <laughs> I think it was 2012. When I moved to San Francisco, I'm pretty sure is when I started. So I, yeah, I've been with MathCore next for 10 years now. That's a misconception. A lot of people don't know that I actually, I did not start MathCore Index. I just, Simon one day was like, hey, I'm having a kid. You want to you want to you do this? Take over the Facebook, please. And I was like, okay. And then I just haven't stopped since then, since that day. Shout out Simon. Yeah, shout out Simon. And it's it's consumed my entire identity. Everyone associates me with Math Core Index now. You know, I'm. Is it a Twilight Zone kind of like like yeah, curse? Maybe it, possibly like no, the whole a, thinner thing. Like he was like gave it to you, not like there's an like, incredible amount of imposter syndrome that I experienced by having to just say that. To yep. just, just acknowledge the fact that I'm not the one who started it. I ran, my background is that I ran, uh, for our listeners, I ran a very similar kind of blog called A Broken Circuit Monologue. And it was uh, not very well known or very well trafficked, but I did it for, I think, like four or five years, maybe. And uh, Simon was, uh, uh, I guess, an avid reader of it, too. So that's why he asked me to come on and help with the Math Core Index. So. God, this would have been like 2010. You 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 jumped on, right? No, I, no? I think it was 2012. I think when I moved to, to SF is when I started contributing. If I'm not mistaken, was that when you moved to SF? Is 2012? Yeah, yeah oh, I've been here for 10 years. Motherfucker. As of, oh, as of January of this year. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm learning as well here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, broken circuit monologue. You can. It's still up, by the way. Like I've got media fire links of like. All kinds of OG shit that yeah, motherfuckers. Everybody media loves. Fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff that's been like pressed to vinyl recently is the original like MP3s <laughs> are up there. Yeah, not not all of the best quality. Oh, thanks, G. I'm I'm stoked, Mike, that you that you are even aware of it. That fucking that makes my day. <laughs> I really I really enjoyed doing it. Is why I say that. I really I had a lot of fun. I reason I started is because people were asking me for recommendations. They were like, yo, I really, I love this band that you showed me. Is there anything else like that band? And I was like, fuck, I'm getting tired of repeating myself. I'm going to make a blog where I can just send you the goddamn link so you can stop bothering me and you can just go and look every week and I'll post, I'll be posting it there. I literally did it for you and for Prozo. I did it for all my best friends. Mm -hmm. For you and Prozo and Milan were like the target audience for a broken circuit monologue. I just wanted to like have, be able to, to give you guys the recommendations that you could just download. Christian still, we have a we have a group chat of four guys, me, Christian, and two other guys, and we were roommates back in the day, and like we still just links. 
just getting sent and Christian just keeps honestly like has probably kept us all like up to date and like in the loop and not have fallen apart from the scene just because I'm the glue that. that keeps our friend group together you can say it it's okay you are you are the best ever in the world I love you handsome man <laughs> handsome, handsome man your beard is better than mine <laughs> it's a better growth pattern it's just fucking verbally it's not, jerking it's you not. off right now. Jesus it's not, Christ. It's not. That last part is a clear fucking line. I hate you. Can, I can, hate you. Can we move to the next <laughs> band, please? <laughs> yeah, this got this got weirdly existential <laughs> and personal, didn't it? But yeah, fucking if you want to hear some some good OG Rex, go check that out. Oh, the and yeah, of course, as Otis just pointed out in the chat, the apparatus was sort of like where I the got apparatus my, that was yeah. the other part yeah, yeah man, that, that's was, the other yeah. like super important element of the story is that the apparatus collaborated a great deal with math Corindex before Thank I was you, even a part Otis. of math Corindex. and this is like 2009 like when I moved to Humboldt County is when I, I joined the apparatus message board which is curated by Keith Carlson who is our chief graphic designer does all the math core index flyers logos he Dark does Trill logos records Dark, cliff, cliff parade, parade records, records fucking screamo, screamo index, index. He, he does he, so many people within our circle he just is he's curated a lot of visual stuff in the love last few you, years love you and yeah he was the, the curator of along with Paul uh, was the curators of the apparatus message boards and that's kind of like where I was able to like find a lot of these bands early early on was due to that in math core index so mm-hmm. i don't think we closed out that track so that was celestial cyst which is track three from artificial brains new self-titled album that came out on june 3rd via profound lore records so the next band we're going to talk about is miko and miko are a dark hardcore outfit from cali colombia Mmm, Cali, Columbia. I thought we were going to say Cali. Mm-mm. Not quite. But not the abbreviated California, anyway. So back in 2017, they released an album that really, really impressed me, uh, impressed me rather, uh, Segunda Muerte, which uh, made my top 10 of that year, actually. Mm-hmm. And now they're back with their third LP, Ziggurat, which they released on June 29th via Total Dissonance Worship. Which is actually run by Simon Hammond of War from a Harlot's Mouth fame and more recently Nightmare. Love it. Yeah, Simon curating some really good selections on that label for sure. And their sound, as the dark hardcore tag might suggest, is dissonant, it's dark, it's crushing, uh, it's oppressive, and it's almost blackened, you know. It's got a bit of a blackened tinge and that they, they just have like those sort of, again, those atmospheric kind of pseudo-melodic moments. What I like about this album is a it's a more of a, a themed album, mm. right? Uh, so it's it's a running theme basically through the album. Uh, Ziggurat, I guess, is a reference uh, to the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. and uh, they're basically doing like a blasphemous like retelling through Colombia. Ultimately, go off, King. Which go is off, King. fucking amazing, <laughs> dude. This fucking the shit, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, cool. There's it, a good, there's a good concept, a solid concept behind this. I wish I, I, uh, I spoke Spanish because I think I would get a lot more out of it lyrically without having to use Google Translate. But Miko definitely, um, they up the fucking production here, and then I, I, I love the album concept. Uh, yeah, fucking top notch, guys. Game on. It's fucking so good. Like, so the two core members, Miguel Mendez and Ivan Zapata. Uh, Miguel does the vocals and guitars and uh, Ivan does 
vocals and more recently is doing double duty on drums and doing vocals. And Ivan is also in a really good screamo band called Vientra. So they're just two fucking powerhouse musicians. And I got to say, I don't think it's any exaggeration to say that this is one of the best extreme uh, extreme music bands out of South America. They're Agreed. so they're so Agreed. fucking good. Yep. Like there there's nobody who is doing this style better basically. Even like I think globally they go toe to toe with the best bands in the genre including Cult Leader, including Plebeian Grandstand. Like they are just on the top of their fucking game and this album it, I got to say it's even better than their last one too. Like the, the the production of this album really kind of the production bumps them up sure. to to the to that tier. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, they're they're up there, man. Yeah, 100. Yeah. percent I think the production is, is a big aspect of yeah. it. But the, again, just going back to the the members, like the the musicianship is what really pulls it together. I think mm-hmm. that the performances are so fucking well executed on every goddamn song. Like there's yep. it's so flawless, and everything that they do is it's just so perfectly executed. It doesn't it doesn't get much better than this, man. Oh, I enjoy it, man. Yeah, uh, this. Honestly, probably the favorite of the of the of the episode. What am I most listening? I mean, this yeah. is an artificial brain for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at my stats, you'll see when in the trees is at probably number one in the last like three or four weeks. <laughs> but like this one was definitely way up there too, along with with art brain too. Yeah. Um, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, this one I did not pick out a specific track. Cause they're all good. That's that. It was a compliment. There's like ultimately. one. There's yes. like one filler, quote unquote, track. Like one like noise yeah. track, which is not even like a skippable track. It's over right. so quickly that you don't even notice that it's like an interlude. But yeah, Miko. Um, this is a compliment. I'd I take the full thing just because I can't have the time. It's yeah, it's all good. It's not a skip. There's not a skipper on the goddamn album. Yep. Yep. It's I thoroughly enjoy every fucking moment of of what you guys do. It's it's so perfectly crafted in every way, and the performances are so solid. Um, I do I do have some favorite songs. Um, I was gonna say that I'm sort of surprised they didn't include Alma Falsa in this track listing, which is a, a single, and um, Bigoto Rosa. I, maybe I'm saying that wrong. I can't remember the, the title of it, but it's what they always open their set with, and I'm su- mm. kind of surprised that mm. neither one of those singles. Maybe it's because that track's from 2017, but um, I'm kind of surprised that neither one of those made it onto the. Uh, the track listing sort of interesting uh, either way like just go watch any given fucking live footage of them on YouTube and you will be duly impressed uh, especially our live session for them from Math Core Next Fest 2020 I think yeah I think yes was, 2020 I yep. think it was 2020 yep. Miko yep fucking they're, they're so good they're, they're fucking animals man this this is this band is, is just incredible it, it doesn't get much better in terms of like grindcore and like dark hardcore Track two, Zarpa, I really enjoyed. I, I like how they like put sort of like a scronky riff in between those like dissonant death metal riffs. Scronky. Good call. Yeah, like they bring out the scronk a little bit on that track. I think that uh uh Yunke, if I'm not, maybe I'm saying that incorrectly, but that's a goddamn headbanger. That opening motif is it track three, that is. That opening motif is just like so catchy and I'm really loving how they hit so many styles over the songs, like four minutes. And then um, Ziggurat, man, I think the title track, that's that's where they really like show their strongest material yet is on the title track. App, we, I mean, probably should play that track. That's I mean, 100% the track that we're playing for sure. You, you. It's just because it, they, they perfectly blend that heavy and melodic and dissonant just all together so well in a way that's like, 
not overtly dissonant death metal or black metal, but just like a perfect amalgamation thereof. Well said, bud. Well said. And also Ivan's vocals on that track in particular. I mean, apart from the guitar work just being top notch, Ivan's vocals are just like some of the most like desperate and throat treading and shrieking on this particular track. So yeah, I think Ziggurat's the one for sure. So we're going to play for you Ziggurat, which is the title track from Miko's new album that came out on June 29th via Total Dissonance Worship. Here we go.
All right, so that was Ziggurat, which is the title track of Miko's new album, which came out back in June via Total Dissonance Worship. So the next band we're going to talk about is Sleep Torture. Mm-hmm. And Sleep Torture are a dark, hardcore trio from Greensboro, North Carolina, really <laughs> talking a lot about a lot of uh, dark and blackened sort of projects yep. this episode. They released their latest EP, Carrying Water for the Rats, back on March 5th. And we're kind of going way far back on this one, but I think we just had originally wanted to cover it upon release, and for whatever reason, it just sort of slipped through the cracks, and we felt they deserved the, uh, the shout-out. This one slept, uh, definitely went through the cracks there. Uh, we definitely, and once again, we're backed up. We just, you know, uh, the fest, COVID things, so mm. we're, we're catching up here. So, accept it. <laughs> it is what it is. It's a good release. You will like it. You will listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, dark, heavy. Very crusty. Oppressive, suffocating, <laughs> uh, dissonance, wall of sounds, metalcore, yep. and hardcore. That yep. Really, it, it does kind of hit those cult leader and nails sort of notes, you know. Absolutely. Primitive, uh, primitive man in the same way, you know, just relentless. Mm. Uh, a great EP. I um, it's it, This one is a little more short and sweet for me with the notes. Um, it. I mean. Every track's me. like a minute and a half, so yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite tracks, uh, Blood Prophet. And also Bateman. Blood open. Prophet, for sure. I, I think that Blood Prophet maybe starts out a bit too thrashy for me, but I do love the very mosh-friendly, head-banging chugs at the end. That is, oh, yeah. That's, that's a, such a goddamn sure. mosh moment, for sure. Uh, I think the title track is where it's at for me, personally. I think, oh! Like, the, the final, which is the final song on the EP, it's, it's some of their strongest work here. Like, that hypnotic whole note groove that they hit with the anthemic titular line of you know carrying water for the rats like that really just fucking hits super hard damn dude okay awesome do you want to do that one i think that's the one for sure yeah i mean sleep torture uh we're a little bit short here with the with the with the notes but i mean damn it's a fucking great ep um it's good yeah i gotta say them and rotting in dirt are both like kind of like this next generation of like and Miko as well are sort of like at the top of this, the pile of these like sort of like dark hardcore bands I've been hearing recently. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet. So we're going to play for you Carrying Water for the Rats, which is the title track from Sleep Torture's new EP, which came out on March 5th. Here we go. <laughs>
All right, so that was Carrying Water for the Rats, which is the title track from Sleep Torture's new EP, which came out back in March. <laughs> so the last release, the last band we're going to talk about is From Joy. And From Joy are an experimental metalcore project from Houston, Texas. And we've covered From Joy on a number of occasions over the past year and a half or so. And they have been nothing short of prolific <laughs> since their inception. I mean, the, the band is like fucking less than two years old, I think. And they've just put out like six releases already. Uh, your boy Levi over here loves the EPs. So uh, they definitely just keep dropping like two, three, four, six. And, and granted that like- that first EP was, if I'm, or the second EP, the, their second release, their first EP that is, had like one sort of ambient track and then like one metalcore track. Yeah. So They're up in the ante here a little yeah, bit. So we'll, we'll get to that. So they just released their new EP back in July, Away, and it's a bit of a departure in that uh, this EP is more focused around like the electronic breakcore elements that they have been occasionally employing in their songs, but there's like full-on electronic tracks on this EP. Like three. Three out of the four three tracks. Three out of the four tracks. Are electronic tracks. So if, if you are not into stuff that's like... I mean, I'm in, I'm a fan of stuff that's like Aphex Twin and Square Pusher. Same, and the same. Flash I love Bulb. the '90s. I fucking bring it on, man! All that fucking shit. Because I feel like they're I feel like they're legitimately channeling some of the better aspects of those artists in the, those moments. Okay, but you, I can I can tell by your face that you disagree, and you already told me so earlier. So go ahead and let it out. From Joy, I'm very upset with you. Um, I just like I don't understand what's going Levi on. Levi was hoping for more moshers. Honestly, I, I I take this as a I I take I take it, and also. I hope that it's just a concept EP and then we I, just move on from here and we just make I don't think know, that they're about to like lean into it fully to make make a tradition out of it make a tradition <laughs> out of it um, but, uh, but yeah I just uh, I'm not the biggest vaporwave enjoyer either I mean I, I've listened to Macintosh no, Plus like I understand the genre but like I, I I eat this shit up on the side I eat this whatever from Joy whatever you're doing I this on the side I eat it up from everybody else I just wasn't ready for like fucking three-fourths the fucking ep to just be that like i just um there there's members in the band right you got you got numerous members what you guys doing when you guys gonna play these live and just like you're hanging out like there's just what's going on here you know like i don't know man i just i, I think I'm not, that this was more of just like a sort of a almost a remix ep if you will because full on the track innocence is a um you know it's it's a remix of the track so young too old I get it. I get it. Like I and I and I enjoyed it. I don't feel like the electronic elements are poorly executed. I feel like they're they're very well executed. Granted, I I most I, I do mostly want to listen to fucking Daedalus though, like the 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 heavy metalcore single. Every everybody's entitled to do whatever the fuck they want with their bands and everything. Like this is great. I, I mean, it's just music. You just release it digitally. I just I'm I'm just like I'm not a fan of like these four tracks that you just release digitally. And as I hope, um, you just move on from here and do uh more from Joy stuff. But man, yeah. the, the fucking but Daedalus does go super hard though. I I really just yeah. But even then, you got to sit through a little bit. You got you listen. Have, I I like the way they do it though. Like I skimmed through this EP. <laughs> Christian, I skimmed through it. That's what I did. I had to go. Hear me I, out. I went, I mean, just, I went, I went nope, I, nope, 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 nope. And then went, oh, th- th- oh, there's some vocals here. And then I did, then I listened to that one. The reason I like From Joy is that they have this ability to, that I've said this a number of times, seamlessly integrate metalcore with electronic music. Nobody, mm-hmm. literally nobody is doing it 
in such a seamless and original way. It's amazing. Literally it's no band. Amazing, man. Not even Code yeah. Orange. Code Orange is doing it in a way that is clearly derivative of artists like Nine Inch Nails and Rob Zombie and Power Man 5000 and all those kind of cornerstones of like 90s um, industrial metal, if you will. Legitimately. everything. But they are doing it in a way that is so original and idiosyncratic. Yeah. Just legitimately. Everything before these four tracks, I have been... Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I, I love it. I love From Joy. But just like, I'm just like, uh, uh, I don't know. I, don't know I understand. I understand. Uh. Because it, it does take a second to get to like what a, a typical metal enjoyer might feel is like the actual content of the EP. The, if you don't intend to keep just doing stuff like this, this should just be like B-sides. I just, I don't understand like why. I just, I mean, two or three of the tracks are just like, it, it's, it's, I, I mean, you want you want more partitioning between I want your um... more organic band member fucking interactions and fucking shit going on with more people and it, it being more organic. I just I'm I I'm not a fan of this kind of music in general. Just like just electronic kind of shit and just like when a when a, when a band of you're like, traumatized a band a band of more than two members then goes to this. It's like then what are we doing? Like am I, what like when, if I watch this live? Like are you, you guys just standing there and then we just got like. Fucking drum and bass yeah, yeah, tracks I think you should think of it of like, as a, a remix EP with like one banger single. It's kind of like what it is. I hope that's what it is, Christian. Anywho. <laughs> Anyways, I, that's what it is. I, I enjoy the electronic aspects. I think that they're doing it well. And in and, and Daedalus, it's it's really well done the way that they put it to, you know, they put it all together. Mm. And there's actually there's breakdowns in guitars in that track. So there are dude, break, there's definitely breakdowns. Shout out. So we're gonna play it for you, obviously. Deadless? Day- oh, Daedalus, the last track. Yeah. De- oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So we're gonna play for you, Daedalus, which is track <laughs> four from Away, and that came out on July fifteenth. Here we go.
So that was Daedalus, which is track four from, from Joy's new EP, Away. And that came out back in July. On July 15th, I think. A lot of good music came out on July 15th. Oof, that was a good one. Yep. So before we wrap this up, uh, first of all, thank you so much if you listen to the entire podcast. Go like us and follow us and uh, all that good shit. Leave us five stars. Leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mathcorynix at gmail.com. And uh, again, go check out our Patreon if you want to get some cool benefits. Math Cornix Fest 2022 footage will be coming up. Six stars. Thank you, Andy. Thank Very you, cool. Andy. Yeah. Based. Uh, the Math Cornix Fest 2022 footage should be coming soon. I'm just waiting on the the footage to be delivered to me from the filmer. So, If you all know from the other years, it takes a while. <laughs> so Yeah, and then i got to do all the editing and... Um, possibly do some some doctoring to the audio because I we didn't do like professional audio capturing this year unfortunately mm-hmm. so I guess that about wraps it up with the 84th episode of MathCast I'm your host Christian and I'm your co-host Levi and we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands good night and stay beautiful stay beautiful